Hey y'all, welcome to the Gangsta Gumbo Podcast. As you can probably tell, there was not a Wellness Wednesday episode this week, and that is because I got a bad case of quarantine brain and did not realize what day it was on Wednesday. By the time I did, it would not have been Wednesday for my East Coast folk, and that would not have sat well with my Virgo, okay? So I decided to, you know, kind of make it up to y'all by dropping a bonus episode right here tonight and um, just kind of, you know, make up for it somehow. Um, As usual, this episode, along with the rest of the episodes this month, are brought to you by Confident Customs. That is Confident Customs, Customs with a K on Instagram. Build your brand the CK way with Confident Customs. And without further ado, let's jump into this bonus episode. y'all let's get right into this bonus episode okay so this one is kind of special to me I happen to bring on a family member super talented super smart super beautiful and um, this segment was originally supposed to be for a free love Friday episode and with all the madness last week and me forgetting an episode um, and then listening to this segment I decided to make it a bonus episode. Um, It is the epitome of what Gangsta Gumbo is. My cousin is multi-talented, multifaceted, and she really brought that dynamic to the show, and I couldn't be more appreciative, and I couldn't be more proud. So, let's go ahead and get into it. y'all let's give a big gangsta gumbo welcome to alana aka lana los angeles and la based creative out here big poppin hey y'all hey gangsta gumbo podcast honored to be here thank you for coming um alana is my little cousin she is also my daughter's birthday twin yes shout out to our leo gang i know just a beautiful beautiful woman um just out here really not just a creative but an advocate um an ally definitely good things a light a very very bright light um so yes welcome to the podcast thank you i finally have you on yes thank you i appreciate it i'm so honored to be here seriously i really love what you're doing and i'm glad to be a part of the movement Thank you. I love you. I love you. Okay, so let's get into Lana Los Angeles. Who, what, and where are you? Okay, what's up, y'all? My name is Lana Los Angeles. I am an activist, artist, and entrepreneur born and bred in L.A. My primary crafts are poetry, spoken word, painting, and jewelry design, but I dabble in a a couple of other things, including theater and dance. Mm-hmm. I'm also a heavy urban community advocate, especially for our homeless population. Mm-hmm. And my side hustle is being a flight attendant for a major domestic carrier. So that's a big part of my lifestyle as well. And see how, see y'all how she made that her side hustle? Because mm. she is primarily a creator. She is primarily a magician. 
That is just to fund those things. Yes, absolutely. And, and enable travel because being an artist, being a creative travel is, is very essential in that lifestyle and that career and being a flight attendant enables that pretty effortlessly, honestly. So when did you first realize you were a creative? Man, I mean, you know, like we're cousins, so you already know, like yeah. we, got, we, we were brought up in that. We yeah. grew up in a family full of writers, singers, models, yeah. artists of all kinds, and also like business hustlers, you know, yeah. like many people in our family are like older generation, are business owners, Lawyers. have lawyers, uh, creators, doctors, all of that. And so we really grew up in a lifestyle where it's like you, you create your own lane for sure. Yeah. We were making up dances, plays, yo, musicals, the whole nine, all of it, all of it. So like we, it was, it was almost like beyond choice for all of us, you know? And I think if you ask any of the people that we grew up with, our cousins and stuff like that, we're all either like professionally doing the art thing or like creating businesses and creative businesses at that it's not your average run-of-the-mill shit you know it's like you you got free skin out here like creating this whole holistic creative and yeah like total wellness vibe baby jazz got flesh by jazz Mm -hmm. doing all of that like massage therapy fitness nutrition everything like that my sister who not only is a like fitness and health lifestyle person, Mm -hmm. but also like bringing her creative energy into her educational field. Yeah. So, you know, like all of us came up in that and we just ran with it, honestly. So it was, there was no choice. And we were, we were all put in like from a young age, dance, theater, modeling, like all of that. We, Mm -hmm. we grew up doing that. So that it's, it's that, that beginning, you know, fundamentals in our lifestyle. Water, water, meat, seed. For sure. For sure. And I also think growing up in Los Angeles, like we're real LA girls. Yep. So growing up in Los Angeles, you saw nothing but that. It was the hustle. It was the grind and it was the creative movement. And Mm -hmm. I feel like all of us just kind of took that and ran with it to be real. Yep. Ran these laps. So why poetry? Mm. You know, I honestly, when I was younger and we were like in arts, like I grew up starting with dance and theater and I was a cheerleader for a long time. Like Mm -hmm. poetry was never something on my radar. But then when I went to college, I randomly got paired up with a poetry collective. Shout out to my Rainbow Theater family, my Poets Corner family. Um, And just ended up doing that for a year in college and it just kind of took off. And then from there, I started doing social justice conferences with Cabrillo College, started Mm -hmm. doing things with the West End Theater Company, just like it it was just like a kind of an avalanche Mm -hmm. type thing. But I think the, the thing that really resonated with me for poetry and spoken word was like really be being able to convey your message and cultivate your story and really bring that like truth to a wider audience. And, you know, with a lot of other theater or dance or artistic forms, you're doing someone else's story, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You're in a ballet, you're dancing someone else's story. You're in a play, you're acting someone else's story. But when you're doing poetry and spoken word, it is your truth. It's yeah. personal. And being able to bring that personal story to the community really just stuck with me. And I've been running for it ever since. And that was like 10 plus yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah. As crazy so that as that is. So that transitions me into the next question. Why activism? Mm. And what you know, kind of touch on, you, you t- touched on the homeless um, activism and things like that. I know you have a nonprofit, you can yes. go ahead and kind of speak on that, but why, um, why be an ally? Why fight? Well, and, and what do you fight for? Again, I think it comes back to growing up and being brought up in that real Los Angeles community. Like the things we saw growing up, the things that we went through growing up or the people we were around went through growing up. You saw different things, you know, you saw things worth fighting for and you saw things worth fighting against. Yeah. And I think that really shaped me as a person, whether it is homelessness, whether it's gang violence, whether it is advocacy for women, like people of color, like whatever the case may be. But we saw that firsthand growing up Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles and Los Angeles shaped me so heavily that everything I do is for Los Angeles. You know, if you buy a piece of my work or you book me for a feature or whatever as a poet, a percentage of that always goes back into Los Angeles, yeah, all day. And and you touch and you mentioned like the nonprofit. Shout out to Greed is Deadly. Yeah. We've got Greed is Deadly LA and thanks NY. to thanks to Jody, <laughs> Greed is Deadly NY. And we're out here thriving in that for sure. And that is an organization that is waging war against poverty and homelessness in our urban communities. We organize uh, donation-based funds and uh, itemized donations for the people of our urban city communities. Yep, like the hygiene drive. Yes, yes. And, And right now we're actually doing a hygiene drive currently where I am actually and the rest of us involved are making hygiene kits that we're going to be passing out in Skid Row. And we're also going to be delivering those to NY. And especially in this global pandemic, pandemic, excuse me, it is crucial because those people are not getting the attention and the advocacy during this. I mean, obviously we're all worried about our safety and our Mm -hmm. health, but you know, those are people too, and they deserve Mm -hmm. to have some attention and stuff like that. So it's all about giving back. It's all about, uh, feeding back into the community that raised you, community that mm-hmm. shaped you, and just working for that. And I think that that, and then bridging with my experience in college, going to a university that was primarily white mm-hmm. and privileged, UC system, love you guys, but you know, I mean, that's the reality. Yeah, uh, It was very prominent to see how Uh, much we still have to strive for as students of color, as people of color, as community members of color. And so just that and my LA upbringing, I just kind of drove through that, you know, and continue to drive through that and strive to make that my mission. Nice. And besides um, fighting for the homeless and for LA, are there any other, um, you know, organizations or um, fights that you attach yourself to that you find, you know, yourself 
pushing or promoting? Anything for women, anything for people of color, women of color, our bodies are under attack Mm -hmm. um, daily. We are at war with our bodies as women of color, as women in general, but primarily the colored community. Um, And so that is big for me as well. I'm a huge advocate of any women or female bodied or even female identified rights. Mm -hmm. I am a huge advocate for just the people of color in general and anything that we're fighting for, I'm fighting for. And when you say identify, because I, that's, it's perfect that you said that because you are someone that can touch more on what it means to identify as. And I, a while ago, just to kind of bridge to something that connects, um, a long time ago, you posted something on your Instagram story about um, looking gay or mm, straight. Talk about and it. And how you tend to get people that ask you, where's your husband? Just because Oof. I guess you have a look yes. of, of looking straight. So, you know, as far as identity um, goes, what can you kind of, you know, just give us some gems on basically accepting identities or what it means to identify as, um, you know, X, Y, and Z. Absolutely. And that's a great question. I'm, I'm really honored that you brought that up. I think that's big. Uh, well, I am a queer woman, but I give off, I guess, appearance-wise as being straight, and I have always kind of struggled with that in my sexuality is that I look straight, quote-unquote, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm very feminine. I dress very feminine. I like to wear makeup and everything like that, but I'm very much queer, Uh, Now, what do you have to say to people who separate every letter of LGBTQ plus as far as you can be queer and be a lesbian, correct? Absolutely. You can be queer and be gay. Absolutely. You can be queer. So it's all basically like... It's, It's personal, you know, like what you identify as is personal. It's just like your culture or your religion. Like I'm black and white, but I also tried to make the effort to qualify that my black side as Creole because I'm very proud of my Mm -hmm. Creole heritage. You know, it's the same thing. And and that's not every black person. Right. You know, that's not every African-American person and and vice versa. You know, like if I would go into my my mom's side with my white or Caucasian lineage, you know, like she's German, she's Norwegian, she's Italian, she's all of these things. Those are specifications that I'm Mm -hmm. proud of. And Mm -hmm. so I primarily identify as a queer woman, but I also identify as a lesbian. I also identify as gay and that might not be everyone's truth. Right. You know, and you can, you can pick and choose. And I think that we are all entitled to the separateness and, and individualistic aspect of the LGBT community. But when it comes down to it, I think that we all are a community. We are here for mm-hmm. each other, right? I am mm-hmm. as down for my queer people as I am down for my trans people, for my bi people, for my lesbian and gay people I'm we're all in it together Mm -hmm. right we are a community and going back to your original question yeah I absolutely I I deal with that a lot uh being a straight looking quote-unquote person Mm -hmm. 
Um, and in my other avenues, especially I think in the aviation community, not knocking it in any way. I absolutely love my aviation community and my aviation family, but I find that a lot, you know, I, people ask what your husband does or mm-hmm. what your, you know, what, do you have a boyfriend, you know, and without even thinking yeah, automatically, like we yeah. haven't even said three words to each other and you're already asking what my boyfriend <laughs> does. And then when I tell you I'm married, they're like, Oh, what's your husband do? Yeah. Like, yeah. no, actually, actually, and I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad, like having you on the show is kind of like, we can touch on so many things. Mm-hmm. It's it's literally like a an episode of gumbo. Yeah, <laughs> man, man, stir, stir up the pot. Yes, absolutely. Um, who or what inspires you? Man, you know that's a tough question to narrow down to the specifications because, like mm-hmm. I mentioned before, we came up in a family full of creatives and yeah. uh, entrepreneurs and business owners. So I feel like. My family in general, shout out to the Duvernation. Duvernation. Um, that's a huge inspiration. And like all of us right now, like you with your podcast, your yoga, your free skin, baby jazz with flesh by jazz, you know, like all of us, you know, uh, my sister Erica doing all the things, educating and also doing like her fitness mm-hmm. stuff, just all of us. That's a huge inspiration. I think yeah. um, going beyond that, definitely my partner, who's in a phenomenal actor, director, producer, and one of my biggest inspirations for sure. I don't know anyone harder working than they are. So de- that's definitely an inspiration. Nice. And then um, just going on professionally, uh, Alex Alfaro, who is my mentor and coach as far as poetry and spoken word goes, he's a phenomenal like I'm telling you show stopping like groundbreaking theater artist writer director producer um and then you know uh my original coaches and stuff in in the arts Maureen Robinson Douglas Griffin shout out to both of them essential artists in my life but I don't know I just feel really lucky and you had a guest um maybe a week or two ago, uh, I think it was Organic Shoddy. Yeah, who Yes, who was talking about how her circle was large, but she was very um, lucky or, or fortunate in that the, the large circle that she had included a bunch of phenomenal people. Yeah. You know, and I, and I feel the same way. Like I do know a lot of amazing people and I do think my circle is fairly large, but all of those people are my inspiration. If your circle Mm -hmm. isn't making you strive to be better, you're in the wrong circle. Exactly. You know, so no one should make you jealous. No one should make you envious. It should all be uplifting. Man. Everybody goes, everybody eats. Yes. A hundred percent. There's room for all of us. And then to kind of narrow it down a little bit harder of a question I like to, I'm, I'm going to challenge my guests sometimes by, it's easy to say who inspires mm. us, but what inspires us? Mm. I know you're big on routines, yes. rituals, all of that, but are there non-physical beings, you know, that inspire you, that get you going a hun- every day? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. 
I think um, most obvious would be my community growing up in LA. LA is my biggest inspiration. Mm -hmm. I, a lot of the paintings I do, a lot of the poetry that I write is all based on LA city living. Um, I think getting more down to the nitty gritty, like that's obviously the, the most obvious answer, but um, I think that non-physical inspirations also come from our culture being Creole women um, our ancestors, our even like more recent ancestors, our people who have passed mm -hmm. on, mm -hmm. you know, shout out to our grandparents, you know, all yeah. that. Um, and also, um, I'm a witch. So <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like not even to front, you know, like, so that's like daily inspiration. I'd be out here doing my rituals and my spells and pulling my cards and they, yep. they tell me what I need to know. Okay. Like pulling other people's cards. Yo. And that's what people don't understand. Like where that comes from. Man. Like, when they tell you, I will pull your card. I will, pull I will your ask card. the ancestors what the fuck is going on. The spirits, okay? the deities, the guides. Okay. We are, we are asking generations <laughs> of it. And I will pull your card in a minute. Yep. Okay. So, um, any advice for anyone out here, young, old, gay, straight, whatever, mm. out here just trying to make it pop? I think I have three, like, pretty straightforward pieces of advice. The first being live your truth. We could play all day, but at the end of the end of it all, like end of the day, end of everything, your truth is exactly that. It's yours. And mm -hmm. no one can do that like you do. So live your truth. Be authentic. Put put yourself out there like just being you and and making sure that you are true to who you are, because mm -hmm. you're only going to be as as successful as you are authentic. Yeah. And right. And nice. and so if you're really being authentic and you're being true to yourself, you're going to be the leader in your lane because you're the only person who could do it like you. Mm -hmm. So that's first. I think second is to learn as much as you can about your craft or your passion or whatever it is, because being an expert in your field is not for the faint of heart. Mm -hmm. or the faint of mind and if you're a person who knows everything there is to know and strives to know everything there is to know about your path you can't get shut down like you right. you know it you've yeah. learned it you are an expert and an expert isn't someone who's taken one class or read one book or done one thing an expert is someone who continuously mm -hmm. strives for the knowledge Lives, breathes yeah. eats their brand yeah. wakes up every day and does it so yeah. that's second and third is to not be afraid to put yourself out there I think a big thing for me as an artist uh, starting out was that I was really afraid, like legit afraid that people weren't going to fuck with my work, weren't going to mm -hmm. resonate with my poetry, weren't mm -hmm. going to like my paintings, yeah. whatever it was going to be. They weren't going to vibe with it. But at the end of the day, does that matter if I'm living my truth? Right. If I'm being authentic and, somebody gonna feel it right and and that was the big thing is like 
there's someone out there who resonates with your story. There's someone out mm-hmm. there who resonates with your vibe, who just feels your energy and is like, yeah, like I'm, I'm down with that. And mm-hmm. even if it's one person, a well-received piece is way better than a wide-received one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, same thing with the podcast. Yeah. I don't expect anyone to listen, but I'm very much surprised by the support and how fun it is as well. Like and, it's just And even if it's just a few people who are listening to this podcast right now. It's a few solid motherfuckers. Right. You know what and, I'm right. Okay. And those solid people are going to get something out of it. And then it doesn't mm-hmm. matter who is or isn't listening to it because the two, three, five, ten, a hundred people who did got something out of it. Yeah. You know, and so put yourself out there. If you're a if you're a poet, if you're an actor, if you're a painter, whatever it is, audition for that show, write that piece, sign up for your your freaking spoken word, open mic, whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. put yourself out there, display your work, share it on Instagram. I just uh, saw a post. Sorry, I kind of digressed a little bit, but I feel like this resonated with it. One of my bros, like, man, he is so solid. Saeed, I will tag him when I share this um, podcast episode when it comes out. But um, he posted something on his Instagram the other day, like, talking about, like, keep sharing your work or your whatever. Because even if only 10 people like it, those are 10 people who are going to take something away from that. And, mm-hmm. and even appreciate it and guaranteed there were more than those 10 people who saw it. Those mm-hmm. are just the 10 people who are really fucking with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so and not afraid to show. Yeah. It. So just put yourself out there. You never know. I think the the biggest thing for me and when opportunities as an artist really started coming about was when I just stopped giving a fuck about who liked it or who didn't, who would it offend or who it wouldn't, Mm -hmm. who was like, wow, this is an amazing painting. And who was like, that's trash. Like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like I'm putting my stuff out all the time and you either vibe with it or you don't. Yeah. Scroll past it. Man, you know? Okay. So not to go too off topic, but you are our eye in the sky. You, you know, you, like you mentioned earlier, are a flight attendant. I am. Um, let's just a couple minutes, a few minute rundown on what is going on with our airlines mm. and on our airplanes right now during this crazy pandemic, during this quarantine, shutdown, lockdown. Are we still flying? Are people, what, what's going on up there? You know, it is a tough situation to talk about because, I mean, obviously, when people think about flying, they primarily think about vacation, unless you are a person who travels for business. Mm -hmm. And I think when people think about flight attendants, they think about like a serving you, yeah, (laughs) a serving you a Diet Coke and a Mm -hmm. pack of peanuts here and there. And they don't really realize not only just the length of training and stuff like that that we have been through, but also like when it comes down to times like this, what we're going through Mm -hmm. 
people think of first responders and think of essential employees as nurses and doctors and all of those. And, and that is valid for sure. Shout out to all of our medical professionals. Mm -hmm. Um, But we are also doing that. We are transporting medical professionals. We are transporting Mm -hmm. medical supplies. We are transporting uh, mail. We are transporting cargo. We are transporting people to get back to their loved ones. So we are not just serving you your Coca-Cola. You know, we are out here doing a lot more than that. And we are trained for a lot more than that. And right now is a scary time. I mean, obviously, the airports are pretty mm-hmm. much ghost towns. Um, and there's not a lot. I have had flights in the last couple of days with anywhere from 2 to 20 mm-hmm. passengers. How out are they of keeping you safe? Um, we have... It was kind of a, to be honest, and and no shade to any aviation airline industry, yeah, we corporation, won't any like of which that. Because specific one you work for, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. No, but I, I personally think it was a process. I feel like we started out kind of saving face in a way of obviously you don't want people to panic and so if you have your flight attendants out here wearing masks Mm -hmm. and gloves and Mm -hmm. doing all this kind of stuff that Mm -hmm. kind of incites panic Um, but as things got more serious they definitely did start looking out for us we have cut back service Mm -hmm. tremendously to basically non-existent sorry we're not going to be serving you your cocktails um, and, you know, they are looking out for us and making sure that if there are any confirmed cases of COVID-19, that we're okay. all being notified if it had anything right. to do with our trip, people are being pulled off the line if they are in any way, um, coming in contact with that. And we are now able to wear masks and gloves. And like I said, we're cutting back service tremendously, I think the biggest thing is that um, we're just trying to Mm -hmm. raise awareness in the fact that like, I I tell people this, or I have been telling people this, for every one person who buys an airline ticket, there are thousands of aviation professionals that have to come to work, right? It's not just flight attendants and pilots. Mm -hmm. It's also rampers Mm -hmm. and gate agents and ticket agents and caterers and maintenance crews and fuelers, you know, like the list goes on and on. And so for, I mean, like it's no problem, obviously, if you're a first responder or you're a medical professional and you're trying to get to work. And I understand or we all understand if you're a family member trying to get to your loved one in this time of need. But unfortunately, we still come across people who are like, "Hmm, I'm going to take this $20 flight to Miami open there and nothing's open. I'm just going to hang out. And so, like, for that one person, there were thousands of people, thousands of us who work in the aviation industry who have to Mm -hmm. leave their families and come to work. And it's not just one day. We don't have the type of job where you go to work one day and then you come home at 5 o'clock. Three, four days in a row. Man, or or more, you know, like just the other week, I thought I was going away for a one-day trip, and that one-day trip turned into six days. Yes, yeah, Jade just did the 10-day, so, right? Yeah. 
Man, man, I can't even imagine 10 days. Like, I'll be so through with y'all, <laughs> okay? You know, sh- man. And, and shout out to Jade, too, because she is another one of our aviation babes and our, mm-hmm. your sister, my cousin, who is really out here providing that yep. service with a smile that flight attendants yep. are known for. And that's hard right now. You know, like she's got a kid. I've got a family. Like we come home mm-hmm. after being yeah. in the front lines, quote unquote. And like we're taking chances to expose our loved ones to something that is mm-hmm. is frightening, no matter how serious you take it. So, you know, yes. like shout out to all of us who are in yes. the front lines, shout out to all of us who are in aviation, but also just a reminder to the people who are not. If you can stay home, stay home. Thank you so much. It's okay. It will, it will not kill we you. We love you. We yeah. appreciate you. Um, yes. We covered a lot. This, was, this is going to be a great fucking episode, yo. Um, I think so, too. We can go ahead I'm excited. and like, let the people know how they can, you know, see your art, contact you with any questions, um, <clears throat> you know, like kind of do some shameless self-promo right now. Definitely, definitely. So again, I'm Lana Los Angeles. I can be found on all social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Mm -hmm. even TikTok, even though I'm never even on that, at Lana Los Angeles. That's L-A-N-A-L-O-S-A-N-G-E-L-E-S, Lana Los Angeles. I'm also at LanaLosAngeles.com. And you can uh, catch me there for a lot of my poetry and painting. And just continue listening to Gangsta Gumbo because this is one episode of many and we're out here. Yep. Well, we're in yeah. season two Already. now. A little more season. A little more season. Shit. Are you having any spoken word shows or any poetry um, nights coming up? Um, you know, right now, oh, right. Uh, because of all of Zoom the quarantine things, we are not... Um, you know, I've been thinking about entering some Zoom, like open mics and stuff like that, but I'm kind of just taking this time to work on like my personal stuff. I'm in the process Ooh. of writing a book that will be out um, hopefully in summer t- of this year. Um, so that's going and I am painting. I just uh, shout out to one of my best friends. Lotus, who I will also be tagging in this post, um, put me on creating paint and sip packages that you can purchase on my website. So I'll be sending out packages of like pre-sketched canvases with all of the materials and also a collaborative cocktail or wine to go with that. So I was also going to tell you too, I need a nice little something to go up in the new apartment. So Oh, absolutely. You already know, like I got you. I will send you a piece that I'll make for you, but I'll also send you a paint and sip for you to just vibe. I'll send you a couple of things, but yeah, so I'm just focusing on that. My book, the paint and sip stuff, and just like putting more paintings up on my website. All of that is for purchase. Again, LanaLosAngeles.com. And yeah, keep keep rocking with Gangsta Gumbo because there's more in store for y'all, okay? I love you. And um... Thank you for coming. And that, y'all, is a wrap. 
I don't want to keep you too much longer. I don't want to be too long-winded. That was one hell of an episode, chock full of a whole lot of good shit. I hope you enjoyed it. And um, as usual, I leave you in love and light. Keep it G.